Welcome to the Travels with Jim Hamill podcast. This is episode seven in our Ireland series. And today we're talking about Dingle. And that leads to the first question, which is what is Dingle? Is it a peninsula? Is it a town? Is it something else? What is it? And the answer is yes, it is a town and it is a peninsula. And that is frankly one of the things that makes Dingle so cool. It has a wonderful town that you can base yourself in. And then it's a peninsula with all sorts of things to see and do. And we'll talk through those here in a second. First, let's put this in perspective because Dingle is the northernmost of the five southern peninsulas of Ireland. If you ever look at a map, it looks like there's basically five fingers sticking off to the southwest. And I usually make these a central feature of a trip to Ireland, that these are the places with the best scenery in Ireland for the most part. And if you're coming with me, you're going to visit at least a few of these. Going from the south to the north, the very southernmost one is called the Mizzenhead Peninsula. And at the very tip of that is a lighthouse or a signal station, I guess it is actually. And you can walk around there and there's some pretty dramatic shots you can get there. So I like it for that reason. There's also a little place there called Three Castle Head, which is a separate head there. And it's really remote and you really feel like you're at the end of the world. And there are uh, some ruins there as well. So that Southern Peninsula is one that if you come with me, it's likely that you're going to have been to by this point. The next one is Sheep's Head. And it's an interesting peninsula, but it's mostly interesting for hikers. You can actually hike the entire length of the peninsula. I think it's like 100 miles. Or you can do shorter segments of it as well. But it's it's pretty cool. The next one up is the Barra Peninsula. And it has some cool passes that go through it. So I usually try to go through those because they're really scenic. At the end, they have a cable car as well. And so that's pretty interesting. The next one up is the Ivera Peninsula. It is more commonly referred to as the Ring of Kerry because you drive around the outside of it and it's a very popular thing to do. I will typically work that in as part of a trip to Skellig Michael, which is out off the coast of Port McGee. And that's how I see that. It's a very touristy thing. And we'll come back to that in a second because then the northernmost one is the Dingle Peninsula. And that is where we find ourselves now. We're going to spend some time on the Dingle Peninsula on my tours, and I recommend you do as well, even if you're planning your own trip to Ireland. But why is that? Why would you do that and not spend more time on some of the other peninsulas? In particular, why not the Ring of Kerry? The Ring of Kerry is certainly the most popular of the peninsulas. It's the one that most people go to. So why wouldn't I recommend that you do that as well? Well, frankly, the popularity of the Ring of Kerry has something to do with that. I mean, if you don't do it right, in other words, if you sort of go around the Ring of Kerry in the middle of the day and the height of the tourist season, then you're around nothing but tour buses and a whole bunch of tourists. Contrast that with Dingle, and yeah, there, you know, it's not unheard of. I mean, people go there, tourists go there, but when you go to Dingle, you're looking at something that is more like real Ireland. The signs are in Gaelic. There's actual Gaelic speakers here. It's much more remote. And frankly, the scenery is just as good. And in fact, maybe a little more rugged, which I think is really cool as well. 
And so just from that standpoint, I think it's worth spending more time here than maybe some of the other places. The reality is the Dingle Peninsula is something of an embarrassment of riches for, well, certainly a photographer, but also to just a standard tourist as well. It starts with the town. The town is really cool. There's a, there's a town of Dingle in addition to the peninsula being called the Dingle Peninsula. And it's a town of about 3,000 people. It's a really cool town. It has some nice restaurants. It's kind of like just the right size. It's large enough that there's plenty to do and see, but small enough that you're not dealing with big city type stuff. One of the coolest things about Dingle is the pubs. And even if you're not a big drinker, I really recommend that you check out the Dingle pubs. They're going to have a lot of music there. They actually have good food as well. In fact, it was in Dingle one time. This was several years ago. We got to talking to the proprietor of one of the pubs. And basically what she told us is that pubs reached a point probably about 15, 20 years ago where they had to go in one of two directions. That selling beer and you know other liquor was no longer sufficient for them to stay in business. They either had to start selling food and, and by food, they always sold food, but good food. They had to really step up their game and become a proper place where people would want to go eat. So that was one direction they could go. And the other direction was music and bring in these Irish bands and have them play and, and people would come. And so they're not just about sitting and having a pint, although you can do that and that's great. But, you know, you can go see music there, you can go eat there, and once you get in, you're going to see, if you haven't already, that the Irish are really friendly. It's an interesting dichotomy. I used to spend a lot of time in England, in the UK, and I would go to the pubs because I like them, and people don't really socialize with strangers there. And they're very quiet, too. English pubs are very quiet. Uh, you go to Ireland, and they're noisy, and everybody wants to talk to you, and you know there's a lot going on so it's a it's a really different experience and if you haven't done it much i really recommend you go anyway in dingle you have this in spades i always laugh because the place i like to stay is called dingle benner's hotel and i've stayed there a couple times now and i know i'm staying there when i go later this year it's a great hotel and you can if you look at it on the map just within like a block and a half there's like 10 pubs. It's just ridiculous. And some of these are like historic, really cool pubs. And that's amazing. I mean, if I, if you think about any other city or town you might go to, and if you had to draw a circle around your hotel that would fit in 10 pubs, how, how big you think that circle would be? And, you know, usually you're talking miles. And in Dingle, you're talking about a block and a half. It's a really compact town. There's a lot to do and see. It's fun. The pubs are a key part to that. Uh, in particular, walk up the hill to two pubs that are right across the street from each other, and they're Kearns and Foxy John's. They're interesting because they're both very old pubs, and they double as stores during the day. So you're going to walk in, and you're going to go, why, is, why am I going into a hardware store? Because that's what it looks like. I think they actually still work as stores, but their main thing, of course, now is pubs. But back in the day, that's the way a lot of Irish pubs were, was that they would be sort of a store during the day, and then they would be a pub later in the day in the evenings. 
And so, the, you know, what you have here is a holdover from that. And there's, they're right across the street from each other. So it's really cool. Anyway, Dingle has a lot more to offer than pubs, but that is something I did want to let you know about. Anyway, let's talk about what you might want to be doing while you're staying in Dingle and visiting the Dingle Peninsula. The first thing is to do the sort of scenic drive that runs around the tip of uh, the Dingle Peninsula. And it'll run out to a place called Slay Head is the main thing. And there's also a little place called Dunkeen there, which is a small dock. And we'll talk about that in a second. And it goes on to other sort of scenic vistas and ruins and even a little small town uh, and stuff like that. And it's a really scenic drive. It's about 30 miles. And it compares favorably to something like the Ring of Kerry. In that, as I mentioned, it just has this really dramatic scenery. There's roadside pull-offs where you can stop and take pictures. Um, great spots. You'll be amazed at the sort of cliffs and the, the, the overall scenery. I've been there, you know, many more times than I can count and frankly can't wait to go back. It's just a really cool scenic area. So I would definitely do that and, and probably do it multiple times. It might even be sort of the mainstay of your trip to the Dingle Peninsula. Now, let's talk about things you might want to be doing while you're out visiting the outskirts of the Dingle Peninsula. One of the things is ruins, of course. Uh, as I've mentioned previously, the western portion of Ireland has a lot of ruins because the population is a lot less out here than uh, it was in the past pre-famine and all that. Um, so you have some obviously old famine cottages and things like that, but you have some other more substantial ruins that are also much, much older. The two that Dingle is probably most famous for uh, are Galarus Oratory and there's a fort called Dunbeg. And by the way, whenever you see done, that means fort. You'll see done this and done that. I think I talked already about Dun Angus. That done stands for fort there as well. Anyway, those are the two most famous ones on Dingle. The Galarus Oratory is just sort of this beehive structure that was an ancient church. And you see it talked about a lot when you talk to Dingle. I'll be honest with you, it's probably one of my least favorite sites on Dingle. And it's nothing to take away from it. Just I think there's a lot of other great things to do. So I wouldn't spend a ton of time there. Dunbeg is pretty interesting and it's right on the coastal road headed out to Slay Head. So you might want to check that out. That's cool. One ruin that I really do like is called Kilmulkadar. It's a church and a graveyard and it's a ruin that you can just poke around in. There's nobody there taking tickets. There's, there's no sort of structure for letting you in or out. You just sort of walk up and check it out and you will likely have the place to yourself. There are a couple of other more substantial ruins. There's Minard Castle or Minard Castle and Isk Tower. And those are both on the southern coast of the Dingle Peninsula. It's an old ruined castle, obviously, and a tower. Uh, and since they're on the coast, if you're into photography, they make great places to take pictures because now you have a little something extra in your shot more than just your standard scenery picture. Although the standard scenery picture in Dingle is pretty great, but now adding an old ruined castle or tower, well, that just makes it that much better. So those are really cool places to, to take pictures. 
In addition to the ruins, there's actually one more ruin that's more interesting and a little bit harder to get to, and it's called the Blasket Islands. If you go out to the very tip of the Dingle Peninsula, there's a little place called Dunkeen, D-U-N-Q-U-I-N. And there's something between a dock and a harbor. I don't know how to describe it. It's a big concrete pier, I guess, that sticks out. And you can take a boat from there to the Blasket Islands. Now, what are the Blasket Islands? These are islands that people used to live on, actually until the 1950s. And then they just abandoned them at that point. The houses are still there. There's structures still there. And you can go and see it. So... It's kind of like going to Skellig Michael, except that instead of being abandoned in the 1200s, it was abandoned in the 1950s. And also, I should mention the boat ride is a little bit interesting to get to the Blasket Islands. What you have to do is go from a little dinghy into a bigger boat, which then crosses the bay. And by bigger boat, I mean like something that you crossed into Skellig Michael on. So these are not huge boats, but they're bigger than the little dinghies that you'll be on at the coast or at the edges. I guess it's too shallow for the big boats at the edges. And so anyway, as you get to the Blasket Islands, you have to get off this boat. And if you're not familiar with that, the size of the boat I just mentioned, think like lobster boats in Maine or something like that. They're about that size. And then you get off into a, it looks like almost an inflatable dinghy that you get on and then take that into the landing spot. And you get off there then you just are free to roam around the island and check out the ruins and check out the scenery and that sort of thing. And it's a a pretty cool thing to do. Now, if that sounds like too much, then don't worry. There's a lot of other stuff to do too. One of the things you can do if you're not up for a big day of scrambling around in boats or hiking around or whatever is just take a harbor tour. They have boats that run out of the port or the marina at the center of Dingle Town, and you can catch one there. And you can check out the peninsula from that standpoint and get some interesting pictures as well. So that's a lot of fun. One other thing I wanted to mention is that there's a large mountain on the Dingle Peninsula, and it's called Mount Brandon. And I'm always confused by how they measure the heights of mountains in in Ireland or how they rank them anyway, because I've seen like five or six different rankings that that tell you which are the tallest ones. Anyway, the tallest one is always listed as Cairn Tool, which is in the McGillicuddy Reeks. That's a, a range in southwest Ireland, frankly not far from the Dingle Peninsula. A lot of the tallest mountains are there right near Cairn Tool. But the other mountain that is listed as one of the tallest in Ireland. And sometimes I've seen it listed as like third or fourth and sometimes eighth, but certainly one of the tallest and the tallest outside of the McGillicuddy Reeks is Mount Brandon. It's on the Dingle Peninsula on the north side of it. And you can climb it. Now, don't worry, I'm not talking about doing something that requires crampons and ropes. It's just a mountain that you walk up. It's for the most part, a pretty gentle slope uphill. But it's an interesting thing to do. And when you get to the top, and frankly, even along the way, you'll get some interesting views. So it's a good place to go and take pictures. So those are some of the things that you might want to do and check out while you're sort of exploring the Dingle Peninsula. Like I mentioned, it's a big Gaelic place and it has a lot of sort of traditional Irish stuff. So if you're into that, 
then take a look around and you'll see some interesting things to do. Last time I was there, a group went and saw the sheepdogs, heard you know the, the sheep around and stuff, and, and a guy did a demonstration where he showed how he controlled the dog and had it do its thing, and everybody liked that. So they have stuff like that to do uh, related to traditional Irish life. So those are the things you might want to do on the Dingle Peninsula, and that's a lot. So how would you go about doing this, or maybe how would I recommend you go about spending your time on the Dingle Peninsula? And, and of course, that's going to depend on how long you give yourself there. But let's assume that you have something like a day, that you have a full day. Maybe you come in the evening before and uh, you've got a full day, and then you leave the morning after that. And that's pretty typical for the way I would handle it as well, or, or usually do. Now, I'm going to answer this for me, and I'll probably be a little different than you, particularly because I'm going to be uber-focused on photography. And that starts with sunrise. I'm going to want to be up and out very early in the morning, assuming it's summer that we're talking here, which is when most people go to Ireland then it's going to get light very early. And so I'm going to want to head out and I will usually head straight out to Slay Head and hang around there and take pictures. And then, of course, you never want to miss an Irish breakfast. So I'm going to try to be back by around eight and uh, partake in the Irish breakfast at the hotel or whatever B&B I'm staying in. And that would be a good thing to do. If you're not that into photography, then you could skip that part and just show up for breakfast. And then typically what I'll do is some sort of activity outdoors or otherwise in the morning. You might want to go out to the Blaskets, like I mentioned, or you might want to climb Mount Brandon, like I mentioned. A harbor tour might be a nice thing. But, you know, do something like that in the morning, headed into the early afternoon. After that, I usually just sort of stroll around the town. It's a good place to pick up a souvenir or two. There's several shops like that. If you want to have lunch, that's great. If you want to go to happy hour, that's great. I've mentioned the pubs, and there's plenty of those. In any event, after that, I probably would end up at the pubs. Either have dinner there or go check out the music. It's a great place to do that. And that is a pretty nice day. You'd have a little activity going on. You'd have checked out a town that's really cool and spend some time in the pubs. Oh, a couple things I want to mention. And I know I keep going on and on about pubs, but there's just so much cool about them in Dingle. The first one is I wanted to mention a place called Kruger's. Kruger's is all the way out at the tip, and it's the furthest west pub in all of Ireland. It's actually on the tip of the peninsula, and so that's kind of interesting. Another pub, which is actually not in Dingle either, is just outside of it, there's a pub called the South Pole Inn, and it's in a town called Anniscall, and, and I have no idea if I'm saying that right. It's A-N-N-A-S-C-A-U-L, and the pub is called the South Pole Inn. What's interesting about this pub is that it was started by a guy named Tom Crean back in the uh, 30s, and you, when you're in Dingle, you'll see a lot of times references to Tom Crean, so I should mention him. In fact, they have a beer named Tom Crean Ale or something like that. Anyway, Tom Crean was a guy that went with Ernest Shackleton on his attempt at discovering the South Pole. And if you're not familiar with this, then you should read about it because it's one of the most interesting adventures you'll 
ever hear about is that this was back in the early 1900s and they were trying to get to uh, discover the South Pole and they got caught in ice and their ship, which is called the Endurance, actually broke apart and they were stuck there. They were stuck there for a long time and the group eventually made its way and, and used its sort of lifeboats to get to a, an island. I think it was called Elephant Island. From there, Shackleton and a small group of like three or four guys, one of whom was Tom Crean, took one of the lifeboats and made a sort of desperate last ditch effort to get to a, a different island. I think it was called St. George's Island, where they knew that there was a whaling station. And against all odds, they made it there. And once they made it to the island, they landed on the wrong side of the island. So they had to climb over these mountains. And, and they had long been presumed dead. And they sort of appear at this whaling station. And then from there, eventually were able to get a boat and go back and get the rest of the crew. So, you know, it's a really interesting adventure. And Tom Crean was part of that. What he did when he was done is he came back to the Dingle Peninsula and opened this pub called the South Pole Inn, and did that until he died. Anyway, they have a lot of cool pictures up. If you're familiar with the whole Shackleton thing, then you'll like this from that standpoint as well. They have all these cool old black and white pictures on the wall. So that's another cool thing to check out. One more thing to check out is the Dingle Distillery. You can take tours of it. They make whiskey and they make vodka and gin, I think, as well. Their whiskey is what they're most famous for, but it's very pricey. They walk you through, they give you samples, they show you how they make it. It's sort of big enough to be interesting, but small enough that you get a lot of uh, attention, that you get to go see everything. It's, it's, it's really a, a, a cool thing to do, so maybe stroll over there in the afternoon. Anyway, that is enough about the pubs and alcohol of Dingle. And I think I've given you, hopefully, a good flavor of how you might spend a day or two on the Dingle Peninsula. I would definitely recommend it. Frankly, if you said I could go to Ireland and I had to stay in one place for the whole time I was there, I'd probably pick Dingle and the Dingle Peninsula as the, as the place I would do that. Just, just a lot to, to see and do here. Anyway, the fun doesn't end when you're leaving, assuming you're headed north. As you head out of town to the north, there's a place called the Connor Pass. And, you know, it's every time I go, it seems to be really foggy and misty, and I don't get a great view. But it is sort of a, a the little small Irish road that heads up through the mountains. And at the top, there's a, a nice pull-off and a place to park and some, some great views and really a scenic place. And so with that, I think that is everything you need to know about the Dingle Peninsula. I once again appreciate you listening to my ramblings on this subject, and I will talk to you later.